Hey, welcome back to Slow Talk Studios. James Davis here with Slow Talk Podcast, where we shine the spotlight on culture, commerce, and community. And we also shine the spotlight on interesting people. With me in the studio today is uh, Scott Martin. How you doing? Hey, good, Scott. Welcome in, man. Thank you, man. I uh, had the opportunity to uh, meet Scott just recently at Slow Brew the Rock. They were putting together something called a block party to end the shelter in place. And uh, Ryan Orr and the folks out at Slow Brew advertised this super group. I saw the name Supernova, and I thought, well, that I've never heard of that before. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I saw Kenny Lee Lewis and Scott Martin. And, of course, Scott Martin, I guess my biggest connection up until recently, Scott, was the band War and your involvement with them. And But, man, that's like the latest thing uh, is the supernova, the local thing that just happened. How did that come about, man? Yeah, you know, uh, we just decided to put it together. Uh, during the pandemic, I was uh, itching to play, and I have a book of tunes, like a, a whole bunch of tunes, originals and covers and, you know, charts for a bunch of stuff. So I called a bunch of guys that... I had kind of met here in the area, and we decided to just have a little rehearsal jam session. And Kenny was a part of that, and you know, Kenny's a, Kenny's a go-getter, so he he all of a sudden decided that he wanted to uh, make it a group and go, uh, con, you know, try and uh, get some gigs. And so he contacted Ryan and made it all happen. Out, out of that practice, the seeds of the group. Kind yeah, of that, that little came. jam session. Yeah, Dylan Johnson on bass Absolutely. and uh, Christian uh, Christian Ducharme. On uh, keyboards, uh, um, Jim Stromberg on drums, uh, Kenny on guitar, and uh, Justin Perkins on percussion. Man, we caught that. That was the closing show from 4 to 7 that afternoon. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and you know, the whole Latin jazz, I did not really read the fine print. Supernova sounded great. I was thinking space, you know, and and you guys, I walked in, and I'm not quite sure. I think it was an original, but it was cooking, man, and there were congos there, and it was just really hot. Yeah, I know yeah. I have a big background in Latin jazz. With I played with Poncho Sanchez for 14 years and won a Grammy with him, and uh, so it's a big part of my my music uh, musicality you know scott that's really cool because just this whole latest thing of kind of being closer to home shelter in place i'm thinking that that supernova the practice maybe the opportunity for a gig you guys speaking of yourself and your commitments to to war and some other things projects you've got going family included and then of course kenny lives locally but He's playing with Steve Miller Band and some of his projects. The chances, maybe if you guys being at the same festival, might have been high, but not really playing together, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, I just, I got on Facebook and kind of, when we first moved to the area, I got on Facebook and kind of searched out a bunch of musicians that I, you know, were on Facebook in the area and decided just to give them a, you know, a little jingle and see what was up. And so I think I, con I contacted almost everyone <laughs> in the area to see if they could play and and do some music, and yeah, so it kind of worked out. Hey, I'm Scott Martin, man. I want to play a little bit. Who'd you play with locally? Well, nobody really. All right, Scott, call us back in a couple of years, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. That, you know what? It's uh, We do have an incredible music community here. For those that are listening to this podcast, maybe beyond, uh, San Luis Obispo, the Central Coast, is a very unique place. I, I sometimes say to people, we have West by West West. We've got what's happening in Austin, or at least before these shelter in place all the time, man. Yeah, it's great. It's actually a better music area that uh, than I expected, actually. A lot of musicians here, a lot of guitar players for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You you see people that play in a 
couple, two or three different groups in demand, and they're you know trying to make different gigs and stuff too on the Central Coast. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a great area. Yeah, well, Scott, you've um, you know we mentioned a little bit about war, and uh, my gosh, uh, who has not heard? I mean, the string of songs that you can just pull right out of the air, just go on and on. I was talking before we started recording about growing up with Slipping Into Darkness, uh, Cisco Kid. You guys played a couple of those those cuts, and then War now is back and doing some traveling again? Yeah. In fact, we're going to Texas this weekend, and then uh, we're off to Reno, and then... Seattle, I think after that, a bunch of, yeah, starting to open up. So that's good after a year and a half of not playing with them. You posted something on social media and I thought it was one of those 2016 clips or 20, you know, everybody's posting what happened two or three, four years ago, but it was just a couple of weeks ago. You were down in, um, or last week, Santa Clarita. Yeah. We were playing at the Canyon Club down there. Nice, man. Nice. What's it, you know, what's it like playing with the band that um, has a lot of uh, just massive amount of recognition, just getting into that. How how did that start? This the invitation, man. Um, just word of mouth. I uh, you know they were looking for somebody to fill that chair, and uh, I just happened to be available and and uh, willing to do it. I love War, and I've always been a fan ever since you know high school, and uh, so it was an honor to become part of the uh, organization. It's been really great. Uh, we've traveled all over the place. We've been going to Japan and Hawaii and all over the U.S. and uh, some Mexico gigs. So, you know, it's been fun. It's interesting to see the reception for a group that has a following, you know, people that uh, that have been around a bit. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll use that term. <laughs> and uh, But yet they connect with all age groups. And they're bringing relevancy, and they bring an eclectic, you know. But I think if you had to base it, the Latin jazz theme is in the background of so much of their stuff. So I guess when they started looking for sax players, your name might have might have come to the top. That's of true. It. I have a little experience in there, that area. Yeah. Now, now backing up a little bit and traveling with Poncho Sanchez mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, Poncho draws other players, the you know guest artists and things, and it lists some of the players. Did you do you remember specific gigs when you got to do some festivals and things, and maybe he had somebody on unique, and that was like a magical night. Oh man, there were so many magical nights with that group. It's it's a great group, and, a, and I, I love Poncho, and uh, he he had some guests on his uh, albums that were really unique. Uh, Mongo Santa Maria, which was one of his uh, heroes. And uh, we got to play with him and tour with him. I think we played the uh, Performing Arts Center with him one time. Also, Eddie Harris was a great one, too. Eddie Harris, the great saxophone player, uh, was a guest. And we played the the Performing Arts Center at San Luis Obispo as, as well with him. You know, some other great ones. We did a bunch of tours of Japan. I got to meet Michael Brecker, of all things, one of my heroes, and uh, David Sanborn. I, through, through my travels with him, I got to meet a lot of my heroes that... that I was in awe of all my life, you know, so. So just the the hang, the time to connect with these folks and kind of get to know them as people. Sure. A little bit behind the scenes. Sure. Yeah, that's that's a fun part of it. That is a great one, yeah. Yeah, the backstories. (laughs) So the Grammy Award, uh, Scott, tell me a little bit about that, man. Oh, uh, we won that in 1999, and uh, it was for the best Latin jazz performance in the Grammys. And... um, yeah, it was it was an honor, and, a, and uh, so now I'm a Grammy Award winner, if you can believe that. <laughs> did, did you actually get a Grammy trophy? 
No, they only give us one, and Poncho grabbed that one real quick. So. Now, you know, Louis, Louis said that, and I thought, man, if you're involved, instrumental in putting together a song, or you know, and you get awarded, it seems like do they do they send you a little thing saying for yeah. four hundred ninety five bucks you can buy one? <laughs> I wish, because <laughs> if anybody hears this podcast and you're connected to the Grammys, I think Louis Ortega still needs to get an actual trophy. Maybe Scott too. Okay? That's right. Huh? So maybe we can set up a little side business to get them their trophies. You guys <laughs> may not be first world problems, but it's kind of funny. That's right. Did Did you get to go to the actual award ceremony? Yeah, that? I've been a couple times to the Grammys. Uh, I didn't get to go that year, but I've been a couple times, and we played for a bunch of Grammy parties, which were interesting because we got, uh, you know, people would come up and sit in like uh, Celia Cruz or Tito Puente or uh, uh, all kinds of people, Giovanni Heldago, you know, so, some great players that would come up and just want to sit in with us the at, sit, at the party. The sitting in stuff is kind of crazy. Isn't oh, it, it is crazy, but it's fun. Yeah. I mean, crazy in a good way because you're making room for somebody that's not normally with the band, but they bring their flavor and then sure. some of that magic happens. Sure, sure. Speaking of the magic, uh, just being there at Slow Brew the Rock a couple weeks ago for the block party, and thanks to those guys. I appreciate what they do to bring the music back. Yeah, I agree. And uh, just seeing you and Kenny trading licks was a lot of fun, man. <laughs> I mean, that was back and forth, vibrant. And then uh, the players in the room brought their energy, too. What a, what a show. Yeah, that was fun. I'm glad we got to do that. I hope we can do it again. And you guys played for three, almost three hours, man. I know. I mean, you had a bit of a break in there, you know? Yeah. Sponsor support for the Slow Talk podcast is brought to you by our friends at Big Sky Cafe San Luis Obispo, where they depend on local farmers, ranchers, vintners, and San Luis Obispo County brewmasters to help them create their real food by real people. to fresh market fare and a seasonal inspired menu has made Big Sky Cafe a downtown local's favorite. Check out Big Sky Cafe online at BigSkyCafe.com and visit them today at 1121 Broad Street, San Luis Obispo and tell them Slow Talk Central. So there are some plans to do some more Supernova as opportunities arise. Yes. Yeah. I know Kenny's getting ready to go back out with Steve Miller Band. Right. A few moons. And um, the war, uh, war's got some big festivals coming up too, right? There was something I saw posted, some huge thing in Austin or uh, something coming up that war's a part Yeah, of. yeah. I think there's one also uh, in L.A. with all, that's you know, like Snoop Dogg and all that stuff. That's the one that I saw. Man, in fact, we're supposed to, we, we did a thing with Snoop Dogg and Dogface. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Dogface <laughs> is that that skateboarder guy that yeah. got famous drinking uh, cranberry juice or oh, whatever. Oh my god! Oh, and then, and then did the song for Fleetwood Mac. Right, dreams. Gotcha. And so yeah. there, he's uh, covered Lowrider, and and uh, we're gonna go do a video with him and Cheech and Chong and George Lopez and Snoop Dogg actually raps on the thing. So it should be an interesting day. So you're going to shoot the video right here in slow and bring it by the studio? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's down in Hollywood somewhere. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Scott, stepping out of the studio, man, you know, a lot of people uh, looking at your bio, you've done a lot of fun, amazing stuff. Um, is there anything looking back that just kind of came out of left field and surprised the, uh, the daylights out of you in a good way? 
maybe going way back when you first started learning, maybe people that helped shape who you are with music, maybe lit a fire directly, indirectly. Oh, yeah. No, no. My my father is a trumpet player. He's still around, still plays and sings. And my brothers are professional musicians. My brother Andy plays uh, trombone, Andy Martin. He's uh, pretty well known in the studios and plays with Gordon Goodwin, big fat band and all that. And then my brother Stan plays trumpet. Uh, with various people. He did a bunch of stuff with Barry Manilow and, and tours with Tom Jones and stuff like that. So it's, uh, you know, those are my inspirations. My family, it's been a great uh, experience. Whenever we get together, we just have a good old time. We've had some serious Christmas parties where we invited everybody in the neighborhood over and just had a big jam session, and that was always fun. So those are some big inspirations as well. But, uh, you know, uh, I also... Um, Took some lessons from Charlie Shoemaker, which young Tom knows about, and and uh, we, uh, you know, Charlie's a uh, he lives in Cambria, and but back then he lived in Sherman Oaks, and we, me and my brother would drive up there and take uh, improv lessons from him, which really hugely influ- influenced uh, my upbringing in music. Yeah, you know, a lot of inspirations. I used to go to Disneyland and paid seven bucks to get in to watch Buddy Rich Big Band at the yes. Carnation Plaza. And yes. boy, that was inspiring as can be. We A lot of opportunity to see some really good music at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. The Reynolds Brothers play there. And, oh, some great bands. Uh, Steve Martin uh, did his banjo re- comedy routine, and now <laughs> now he does bluegrass seriously. If you, yeah, you I know, know, yeah. Yeah, that's he's uh, a it, great player. He really is. In fact, my son uh, Ken Ken Davis, a musician, he was down doing some stuff in L.A. and was at a music store, and Steve Martin came in. So it's interesting. Moving up to Slow, uh, here you were hanging out in Sherman Oaks, a little drive up the road, and now Cambria is just half an hour up the road, and yet yeah. there's this whole music scene happening in Cambria, different pockets of our county. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, and I want to move. I'd be remiss if during this podcast I didn't talk about Amsterdam, man. Mm. Uh, piano Lounge and uh, Coffee Bar and Piano Lounge. You played there recently, Scott? No, I haven't played there. Uh, I, I think I'm on the schedule somewhere. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, no, I came, I just walked in one day to go see Dylan Johnson play with a trio and I just was sitting there and then the bass player from uh, Santana came in. Which which we just played with Santana. We were opening wow. an act for Santana, wow. uh, you know, before the pandemic, and so it's kind of interesting. He just kind of wandered him. in. So yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. They're um, I know they're creating. They just announced this. They're creating a uh, I think a hundred person uh, nightclub operation just across the street. They just announced it. Called Libretto. Oh, yeah, cool. I'm pretty sure. And congratulations to Corey and Kate. You know. Uh, yeah. It's pretty cool to see that happening and see the reception in North County for, you know, really decent music. Yeah, that's that's a great opportunity for musicians and for people to see good music. It's interesting. So, man, when you're not traveling, here you are in your backyard with some yeah. good stuff cooking. That'd be great. Speaking of the backyard, I always like to, you know, ask musicians, artists, chefs, when you're outside the kitchen of the studio, what, what kind of things do you enjoy doing besides music, Scott? Well, I got two great kids that live up in Arcata, which is up by Eureka, the very northern part of California. So we go up there quite a bit and and visit them. We love hiking in the redwoods, and it's a beautiful area. And uh, my son's involved with a band up there, Digging Dirt. If you guys ever hear that, check them out, Digging Dirt. They're coming down to Slow, I think. Uh, They're going to play The Rock. Really? Uh, I think it's September, and they're also doing the uh, Whale Rock Festival. Oh, yeah, the Whale Rock up at Castoral. Uh, yeah. Up in Paso Robles. And nice doors for them. Man. Yeah, they're doing that one, uh, I think, yeah. also in September, maybe. 
But uh, that's a great band, and my son plays saxophone in that. I was just going to say, what does he play yeah. saxophone? Tyler Martin, Tyler Martin. Nice. And then my daughter lives up there as well. She just graduated from Boulder with a master's uh, in aerospace engineering. So uh, she's up there just kind of taking it easy after school, you know. And so we get up there and hike around and, and go visit them quite a bit. That's something we do besides music. And, um, yeah. Get your batteries recharged. That's get out right. and get fresh air. And... Hell yeah, man. Yeah, man, and that's not not a bad drive. What is it? Five, six hours up there? About six. Seven? About six hours, yeah, something like that. Depends on what kind of Ferrari you're driving. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I like to get out in the road because it kind of gives me a new perspective. You know, sure. Do you, speaking of new perspective, Scott, I had an opportunity to hear some of your original material and do the supernova group and um, the creative process. I like to talk to artists and writers about that. Uh, do you have like a place and not just geographically, like in the car, in the backyard, do you, do you have like a certain process when the songs come to you better or? Well, I have a little studio at the house. Uh, I do a lot of internet recording for people with my brothers as well. We do a lot of horn section um, recording for people that need that as well as sax section stuff and sax solos and stuff. So I have a little studio at the house that I work out of quite a bit. Uh, that's kind of where I get my inspiration and and, and uh, do most of my work and uh, drive my wife crazy with honking saxophones. and. <laughs> This episode of the Slow Talk Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Dining for Charities, featuring half-off dining at some of the Central Coast's best restaurants, with proceeds benefiting local Central Coast charitable organizations. Purchase restaurant and partner certificates for up to 50% off at DiningForCharities.com and local Slow County charities like Woods Humane Society of San Luis Obispo receive 15% of all certificate sales for that month. Check out Dining for Charities at DiningForCharities.com to purchase your certificates today and save money and help local charities. So I want to go a little farther back, and I hear the sax. Did you start on the sax, or did you start with another instrument? Uh, I started on clarinet like most woodwind players do, because mm-hmm. um, that's the hardest one. So I, everything after that is easy. So it's oh, interesting. <laughs> so uh, the clarinet, and uh, you know, I play f- a lot of flute. Uh, with Poncho Sanchez, there's a lot of Latin jazz flute, so I've kind of learned that style, and uh, I actually like playing flute quite a bit. And uh, yeah, I play all the saxophone, soprano, alto, tenor, barry, and. Wow. Um, how do you, of all the saxes, do you lean or gravitate towards one, and why? Mm, that's a good question. No, yeah. they're all about the same. I kind of lean towards alto because I was always a David Sanborn fan and a Cannibal Adderley fan, Charlie Parker fan. You know, all those guys played alto. So, wow, wow, I got to know Red Holloway a little bit. Oh yeah, he was a cool cat, man. Yeah, and he, he was. started. You know, everybody knew him in jazz, but he actually went way back to Billie Holiday. Mm. Played with her and was in the movie Lady Sings the Blues, a cameo row in that film. Oh, wow. He told me about that. I didn't know it. He goes, yeah, if you slow that movie down, you can see me in there. <laughs> and uh, fascinating stories about him with the blues roots and, you know, the different people that he's played with. Um, biggest influences in, in your life, maybe outside of Latin jazz, I want to reach a little bit and see, you know, influences or people that you really like uh, beyond that. 
Well, let's see. I mean, I love Cannonball Adderley. I studied pretty hard with uh, with all his solos and transcriptions and stuff. Uh, uh, and he's so clean of a player that you can really transcribe what he's doing. And I did a lot of transcribing of his stuff. I love the funkiness of David Sanborn in, in his early days. He was really, and the Brecker brothers, of course, uh, Michael and Randy, Michael and Randy Brecker, who I got to meet, by the way, and I'm still excited about that. <laughs> I saw Fred Wesley's name. Uh, on, on yeah, Fred's Fred's a great a great trombone player, one of my favorites. Fred Wesley and the JBs, Maceo Parker. Right. I, I got to see them at Circle Star Theater in 1974, man. Nice. Uh, probably the height of James Brown. It was an incredible show. But yeah. the band, I mean, the band and the show before the show was just incredible. Yeah, no, he's, he's a great player. They're, all those guys are great. Yeah. Now, he, they were actually a, a guest on one of Pontius Records, uh, Fred Wesley and uh, Pee Wee Ellis, which were two of the James Brown horn guys. And uh, so we got to meet with them, hang with them, and, and uh, play with them. And that's a pretty good part of it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And on that record, that same record was uh, Ray Charles and um, Billy Preston, and yeah. So I got to meet all those guys. Hey Scott, thinking back on your musical training, like informal and formal, is there some advice? You know, people listen to your records and go, "My gosh, look at that guy! He's played with Poncho Sanchez and." Of course, now with War and, and some side projects, he plays with the Cat, you know, the Steve Miller band, Kenny Lee Lewis. People looking at that, um, they tend to put it on a podium or think it's unreachable. What would you say? I mean, obviously, these are career highlights. Some really cool things are happening in your life, but that didn't, that didn't happen overnight. What, what advice would you give to a younger musician that's kind of building their chops? What, what would you say to them, man? Oh man, I think the opportunity to play is important. You got to get out there and play as much as you can. I mean, back in my early days, I would play anywhere and you know anywhere anybody would let me play. Basically, uh, whether there was money involved or not, it was just a, a chance to get out there and play with other musicians and kind of build a network of guys that you enjoy hanging with and playing with. And because uh, that's important, it's, sometimes you know some musicians can be great players, but they're jerks you know so you don't want to hang with them you want to hang with people that are fun to hang with and and great players you know sometimes that that wins out over someone that just plays their butt off and so for young for young guys i just say get out there and play and and jam with everybody you know take every anything and everything that comes along make it, yourself available and make yourself available and practice your craft and get as good as you can and and try and blow everybody away when you get up there and play. You can't swim unless you jump in the pool. Man, That's right? right. Yeah. So in um, informal education, I mean, you have some formal training. Um, informal, what have been some of the best opportunities for you just in informal uh, situations that popped up? Um, well, jam sessions, uh, or, you know, my dad used to have little jam sessions at the house, and we would we would sit, and all three of us would sit and watch it and watch him play, and he had such a great time, and he's a, he was a great, he's a great player, uh, very lyrical trumpet player, and, and uh, you know, and so that was very inspirational and very uh, musically forming for all of us, because we would watch that and say, wow, this is great, I'd love to do that, I'd love to try that, and eventually they would let us join in, as soon as we got to a certain point in, on our instruments, they would say, come on, take a solo, and even if we sucked, they would say, yeah, come on, go for well, it. that's cool, man, you had that encouragement right in the family. Yeah, So yeah. it was just a part of, of what you grew up with. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if somebody's not getting that with a family, the word would be to seek that out, that sure. kind of fabric, that kind of environment. Yeah, get out there and play, yeah. Yeah, I remember my son growing up in music, just wanting to play drums and actually breaking out of 80 metal into trad jazz and swing jazz. And I thought, well, really? this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, a lot of different tracks, you know. And, cool. Uh, but it was good tracks because he learned a lot in that process. Awesome. Yeah. Scott, this has been really, really good having you at Slow Talk Studio today, man. And I'm looking forward to seeing you out in the community when there's time, you know, when you can play a bit. When of course, you're not traveling. Yeah. During the shelter in place, um, what good has come out of that for you personally? I mean, I hear a lot of people talk about, I couldn't travel, I couldn't do this. I mean, there's a lot of things we couldn't do. So are there, is there anything that, that happened during that time that ha- has had a positive outcome for you? Well, we moved down here. One of the reasons yeah. we moved down here was because we were in San Francisco. Uh, we were, I was living up there with my wife, and we decided, you know, that the pandemic hit, and we didn't want to be shelter-in-placed up there, so we uh, we moved down to her mom's house, which became available because she passed away. Mm. And uh, yeah, and so we relocated here, and I think we're probably going to stay for sure. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a great spot. So it was a good change. Yeah. And it may not have happened. Uh it may not have happened if the timing wasn't... Uh... I don't know. We, it might have happened even still, yeah. but it kind of uh, uh, pushed us towards that more. So. And you had a chance to come down and kind of focus on moving and connecting rather than maybe if it was during a time when you were traveling a lot, you would have had to kind of check in and check out really quick. That's true. That's true. Yeah, man. Well, I think our community is... I know we're better off just hearing you and getting to know you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So growing up, Scott, having some time in the Bay Area and stuff, did you get an opportunity on the road to meet Mick Gillette from Tower Power? Of course. Mick was a good friend, a family friend of all of us. Uh, My dad and his dad uh, knew each other from the Bay Area. Uh, my dad started a music camp uh, that uh, was in the Santa Cruz Mountains and, st- and is still in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Uh, and uh, Mick Gillette was there. He, really? His father taught there. He he taught there. He was a counselor and a wow. He might have been a camper for a little bit, and uh, became a counselor and then became part of the staff. And that's how we really bonded. Uh, uh, you know, he's a little wow. older. He was a little older than me, but but uh, that's a pretty cool story, man. Yeah, man. He's, the dads. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. he's he's and and Mick's a, Mick was a great guy and. I miss him. He, I, we really do. We miss him, man. Got to know him. He came down, played at the first Jazz Fest, and did some things with Louie, and uh, just a really neat guy. He's a great cat. Yeah. 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 So good. That's pretty cool, man, that you had that opportunity to get to know him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And of course, his band, Tower Power. <laughs> oh, man. We're, we're uh, still on, we do, do some shows with him every so often. In fact, we have a, lot, a bunch of them coming up in the fall. Not a bunch, but probably four or so, where we... Uh, Share the bill. And then Mick went on to do the Mick Gillette Band. And mm-hmm. we had him up at Sunset uh, Celebration and Savor the Central Coast. What a fun thing that was, man. Yeah. Yeah. With his daughter and all that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he played at the Jazz Fest mm. here in San Luis Obispo with uh, Megan Gillette. Yeah, very cool. That's right. It's a family thing, man. Yeah. Well, hey, till next time, thanks so much, Scott. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. I want to thank everybody for joining us again this week for the Slow Talk Podcast, where we shine the spotlight on culture, commerce, and community, and gosh, today on some interesting people. And uh, we want to thank Scott Martin for being with us here at Slow Talk Podcasting. Check us out where you download all your favorite podcasts. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 